Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pray Different Podcast. We with the Pray, Pray Different, Different Podcast. Brought to you by God's Truly, where you get to see the raw and real ins and outs of a woman after Christ's heart. I'm Nicole Adiella, or just Nicole, fearfully and wonderfully made in God's eyes, period. Okay, so I want to just have a transparent moment really quick. This is this is not a part of the episode. I just feel like I've been sitting on this podcast episode for like a week and a half now, and every time I want to record it, the enemy just sends distractions, and I just give into my flesh, but glory to God, um, I have the strength to push through and deny my flesh today. So we are recording this episode today. The enemy doesn't want us to hear it, but all is well. All is well, enemy. I hope you are hearing me loud and clear. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, So we are here for what God has for us. So we're going to jump right into it. We are to focus on what God has in store for us. Doing everything spirit-led, and that's just not random. That's that's specifically said in Proverbs 3, verse 6. And it says, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. So we have to surrender our way of thinking. We have to surrender our thoughts, because they tend to take a control of what you do and what you say, because you know they are, they're always telling you, think before you speak. So I wonder how often our thoughts hinder us from sharing a word that is meant to deliver other people or to even share the good news, the gospel to other people. How many times do our thoughts hinder us from that? And while we're sitting on that, I just want to pray really quickly. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. I praise you. I give you all adoration for this strength. This episode is because of you, Father God. We thank you. We praise you. We give you adoration. And we ask that you speak through me and whoever you are trying to reach, even if it's me, that I hear you loud and clear, that he or she hear you loud and clear, Lord Jesus, that you arrest whoever it is that needs to listen to this, Father God, in your love and in your grace. Lord Jesus, we praise you. You are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ooh, okay. You know, I honestly don't think I have preached the gospel more than like five times in my life, in my life, in all 24 years on this earth, almost 25. I I think it's been about five times. <laughs> and I feel like I talk about my experience and God has changed me, which is amazing, but also people don't realize the magnitude of importance that the gospel is. And I was watching with the Perrys and they were talking about how um, Jackie Hill Perry was asking a group of people in an interview um, a question that she thought she would get a lot of answers to, which is what is the gospel? And a lot of people couldn't tell her. Um, So that made me think, how many times do I preach the gospel? And do I know what the gospel is specifically? Now, I do know what the gospel is, and I knew, like, I need to start sharing it more. But, of course, I had that doubt that maybe I wasn't even doing enough. And I feel like it's so necessary to highlight the facts of God being the standard and us falling from that standard. 
Now God created the heavens and the earth, all the fish, the birds, the space between and everything. And he saw that it was good. Then men were made in his image, holy, righteous, set apart, authoritative. And we fell short of that. So something that Jackie had said, which was so prophetic to me, was Adam and Eve. Gave into their flesh. I'm sorry, I have to gather my words. Um, they turned to creation to save them instead of the deliverer to help them. Ooh wee. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they hid behind a tree as if it would save them from the wrath of God. Think about when you are young and you clean your room without your parents asking. The first thing you do when they come home is you show them that room. They didn't ask you to clean it, but you cleaned it and you're like, you gotta see this. But if you draw on a wall, you're going to do everything you can to hide from to hide it. Why do we do that with the creator? He already knows. <laughs> He's giving you the free will to turn yourself in so he can help you. You can gain understanding as to why this is not a good thing, why this is a sinful life, and why it is not a good nature to live in. But God is so good god equals good god is so good that instead of fixing his wrath on humanity for the rest of time he decided that he was going to give us a second chance oh my gosh how many times do we want a second chance and people don't even give it to us but the creator of the universe who could literally turn everything to shambles worse than any wars or anything that's going on now decided to redeem us he gave us a second chance to redeem us by giving us his one and only son so that we can have eternal life with him again. So his grace and his love, oh my gosh, can cause us to strive to be at the standard again and not face eternal damnation. My God, <laughs> God is so good. He just makes me smile all the time. Like that's, oh. One of the most important parts of the good news is that Jesus rose again. He faced a life of eternity. He took our place. He died the death of a sinner and is living for eternity with God, our father. And that's why the Bible says to take up our cross every day and follow Jesus, to kill our flesh every day and follow Jesus, to resurrect and be strengthened in the spirit. Every every day you wake up, God's joy, his love, his mercies, they're new every morning. His grace is new every morning. All we have to do is realize that we do need help. We can't do this in our own strength. We have to take up that cross. All of the sins that we have committed, all the, the things that we have done against our neighbor, which is against God, we need to nail that to the cross. Kill it die to our flesh that's the heart of repentance right there when you want to change when you want something to be different this cycle this toxic cycle this sinful cycle is not working for me jesus i want to incorporate you into my life so i have to be able to put that on the cross ooh and resurrect the good fruit all fruits of the spirit we have to resurrect our strength in the spirit which is through god the father 
Ooh, we, <laughs> there was a time that I was talking about the gospel and an argument came up that they feel that it's not God's love and will for us to have to face eternal damnation. Um, in, in my mind, I was like, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but do I really understand where you're coming from? I didn't really have much to say because I was still a baby Christian at that time. If we don't live a lifestyle he has called us to live, in all honesty, I understand where she was coming from, but I had to understand the, the word a little bit more in order to understand her perspective and why it was different from what God had to say. So we need to think of it in the sense of we have a choice. We have free will. If you are driving recklessly, there is a law in place that will have you punished, right? So if you live a life of sin, knowing that there is a law in place, your life will be punished. And I feel like that's the part that scares people so much that they shy away from God. But I also feel like it's important to understand that God is doing all of this for our good. God is good. He don't. God is good. He literally doesn't need. He doesn't need to do all these things, heal these people, do all these miracles for, for, you know, just to be chilling. He did this because he loves us and so that we can bring glory to him. Man, God is so good. Jesus. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm just shook up. You have to think of the magnitude of love that is there. Because he actually sacrificed Jesus in the flesh. He sacrificed himself in the flesh, took on an ungodly, unrighteous, sinful life so that we can live a godly and righteous life. Ooh, now I feel like that's a fair trade. <laughs> we live a life of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control so that we can love our neighbor as ourselves and love God above all else because he sacrificed his only son so that we can be with him. We can be rejoicing with him. We can be in joy. We can be in love. We can be far from pain, far from sin, far from suffering. My gosh. People talk about how growing up with their parents um, or like their single parents and they had to sacrifice so much for them. And they had to work all these different jobs and come home late, leave early. Why is it so different with Jesus? The creator made your mother and you're willing to sacrifice for one who does not know all. But when it comes to the one who knows all, that's where we draw the line. I feel like there's so many times where we want free will and living on our own, making our own decisions, hanging out when we want to. But when it comes to God, he has to have it all figured out for us. If we realize when we submit all of our ways to him, if we are in line with the life that he has set for us, all the ways of the world, all the words people have to say, all the judgment people have for you, they will not consume you. They just won't consume you. And he will reveal everything to you in due time. I say all this to say it's important to understand the gospel, the good news, that Jesus Christ came down from heaven and in all his righteousness to assume a sinful life that we can rejoice in heaven for eternity with our good and loving creator. I feel like that is an important piece. People are just so scared about all the sacrifice that they have to do, not realizing that that sacrifice is freedom. 
It is centered around turning lost souls to the kingdom, being an ambassador for heaven. There's so much joy in that. There's so much peace in that. There's so many voids that people try to fill with things of the earth that Jesus can heal you from. But we all have our specific roles in that. So some people are called to preach. Some people are called to heal in the hospital. But they don't talk about their experience. But the sacrifice of Jesus, I'm here to tell you today, I need to do better in sharing the gospel. <laughs> I need to be do better in sharing the good news. I know you weren't expecting this to go this way, but I feel like this is a self-reflection for me that I just needed to share with everyone and potentially help you to self-reflect on self-reflect on whether you're sharing the gospel or not. Um, I feel like there is so many times where I wanted to share the gospel, but I was afraid. I didn't know how people would react. I didn't know if I would still have a friend in them. I didn't know if they were going to start trying to get me fired from my job, get me fired from an opportunity. But it, it just, it wasn't, every time that I felt like I was supposed to say something and I didn't, I felt disappointed. Like, who are they? And that's not to say I don't love my neighbor or I want to hurt their feelings, but they're not the person who I will face in the end, in the end times. In judgment, they're not the person I'm not, I'm going to face. God is going to tell me you had the opportunity. You knew you had the tools and you didn't. I just didn't want the whole situation where someone is blowing up on me or trying to argue and now I'm stepping outside of you know my my characteristics that I've just started to assume being patient being loving being kind however I've been reading a book about being disruptive it's called disruptive thinking by T.D. Jakes and while I feel like everyone should read it I just also feel like people need to inhabit the words and be disruptive and not in the sense of being destructively disruptive, but being progressively disruptive. Imagine for all of all the people who um, didn't have rights, civil rights, those leaders were disruptive. Imagine if they were not disruptive, we would still be in the same bounds that our ancestors were in. We cannot burden ourselves with the, the words of the world, the ways of the world, and how people will react. Because it, you have to think about it. They killed Jesus because he was spreading the word. And if Jesus said he will never leave us nor forsake us, he will be with us. He will always abide in us. He will protect us. All will be well with us. Then we need to be disruptively thinking. In the sense that we need to share the gospel, regardless of how people feel about it. And of course, we have to say it in a gentle way. But don't dumb down anything for anyone. Don't allow someone to miss the opportunity of heaven because you were scared of what they would say. You don't even know how they're feeling that day. They might even be craving to get close to God. And they're like, God, if one person just comes up to me and talks to me, I'll believe in you. I promise. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to surrender my life. I'm going to submit all my ways to you, acknowledge you and everything. But we're just so scared of what they're going to say that we totally neglect the fact that we need to be obedient to be branded by Christ. 
we need to be obedient to be a force to reckon with. Because when we are honored in God's sight, we are noted in hell. The enemy is looking like, oh, this is when we have to distract because she's getting too close to giving God glory. She's getting too close to giving God praise. She's getting too close. He is getting too close to the purpose God has ordained for them. The darkness is not going to like the light, but it's important that we share it regardless because we love our neighbor that much. And we don't want them to wallow in darkness, in the pain, in the toxic cycles that they are constantly allowing in their lives. And going back to the, the podcast with the Perrys, Preston also said something. And he said that instead of attacking the sinner or the sin of a non-believer or of a lukewarm Christian or whatever the case may be, we have to start by allowing them to know that they were created for a purpose, that they were created in the image of God. We were all born into iniquity, but we were created in the image of God. And because of our sinful nature, our flesh, because we are human, we did not see the purpose of glory, of love, of joy. And it has changed my perspective so much on how I speak to other people and how I speak to people who don't want to hear and how I speak to people who are so consumed with the ways of the world because I was there. Oh my gosh, if I did not go through the things that I went through, what would I be able to say to people who are going through things? currently that I used to go through. I had to go through those trials and tribulations. I had to go through that depression. I had to go through that alcoholism. I had to go to a place of the rock bottom so that other people who are at rock bottom, I can look down and pick them up and tell them I was where you were at. But look at me now. Look at the joy of the Lord that is exuding from my heart, my mind, my spirit, and my body. And I love you so much to tell you the keys to get to where I am. Wow. I always thought I had to speak to those who ask. Only only if they're interested. <laughs> only if they're asking me questions will I now start speaking about God. But imagine if our relationship with God had to receive grace and mercy only when we were asked or only when we asked him, Lord, please give me grace. Please give me mercy. Of course we ask for that, but God has already forgiven us before we even go and ask him for forgiveness. God is that good. He loves us so much that he's like, I'm, I'm going to forgive your iniquities because I know where you're going. I know I'm the author and finisher of your fate. My gosh, we are flesh and he knows we are going to fall short. He knows some days we don't want to pray. He knows some days we don't want to read our Bible. He knows some days we don't want to do Bible study. He knows some days we are quick to anger and slow to listen instead of being slow to anger and quick to listen. But God's grace and mercy are there regardless because he loves us and his love establish us in joy, in prosperity, in abundance. Wow, God is so good. Oh my gosh. If you are just to realize that the good news is good news, that everything the Bible is speaking about is for our good, 
so we can give glory to our creator my gosh my gosh and if we love god above all else so that we can understand how much he loves us we can pour that overflowing love into other people people always think being radical or being radical for god is pointing out people's sin being radical for god is being obedient Obedience is the key to being branded by Christ and noted in hell. When God tells you, no, don't wear those shoes today, wear these shoes. Okay, it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to do it. It doesn't make sense now. It's going to make sense later. When God says, go tell them, God bless you. And you're just thinking, well, I mean, okay, that's random, but I'll do it. Then they break down crying and they begin to tell you, I needed that. I've been shying away from God for so long, but you just gave me hope to come back to him. There is so much power in our words. There is so much power in being obedient to what God has said for us because he knows everything. He knows our heart. He knows the posture of our heart. But when we go and we go out into the world and sin against each other, We need to have a heart of repentance. We are in the end time. The love of many will wax cold. Your love does not want to wax cold. You need, you need to press into the Holy Spirit. You need to be obedient. You need to have a heart of repentance. And that's not just saying, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. Please don't, you know, don't cast me out of heaven for this, blah, blah, blah. No, Lord. It pains me to commit this sin because I know that it pains you. I know that when I suffer, you suffer. And me being in the world is suffering. Wow. And whenever I come to you and tell you, Lord, give me a new heart, a clean heart, a heart after you, Lord Jesus, a single-minded focus and a pure heart that is chasing after you. Then God can create a new heart in you, and start doing new and wonderful things in you, allowing the Holy Spirit to take control, building the strength of your spirit, man, all because you decided to love in God's grace and mercy and let him know that, Lord, I don't want to be the same way that I am. I don't want to continue in this way. You died for me. You went on the cross and all those sins that I'm committing, I should be facing eternal damnation. But because of your selflessness, because of your love, you came down in human form, in flesh to assume my sins so that I do not have to face hell. And that is the good news. That is what we need to be telling people. We need to be going out and treating people as people, not as their sin. What's going on? How are you feeling? Why do you why why is this this sin festering over you? I understand, I can relate, or I know someone who can understand and who can relate. I love you, but God loves you most unconditionally. You can sin against me and I can be angry, which is a sin for me as well, but you can sin against God and of course he'll be sad but he will forgive you. God is a good and righteous God. Oh my gosh. I could talk about him all day. When I tell you my man, my man, my man, like (laughs) Jesus is so good. He is so good. And I just love that he gave me 
the strength and the grace to record this episode today because I feel like it's so well needed. Not only for everyone else who is under the sound of my voice, but also for me because I feel like I've started to see my love for God dim. It's still there, but it's dim. It's not quenched, but it's dim. And when I first started my love for Christ, even not knowing the whole word and understanding how God is, I still was on fire for him and nobody can tell me anything. But now, sometimes I'm easily persuaded, I'm easily angry, and I'm telling you this as a reality check for me and to let you know it is not easy. There are ups and downs because the enemy sees that you are trying to get close to God, so you are now a force to be reckoned with because he knows that God has something powerful for your life. And powerful doesn't mean oh so grand that you are paralyzed and now you can walk and you're healed, but coming out of a world of sin, a life of sin, a life of toxic worldliness, to a life of being upright, to a life of being steadfast in faith, that is so powerful because you now know your authority in Christ. You now know your dominion in Christ. Oh my gosh. Don't let me break down crying. Woo, God is so good. Oh my gosh. I just, I can't believe it. I'm just so thankful that even though I was going through the valley of the shadow of death and I did fear evil, God was still with me. And when he pulled me out of that valley and onto the mountain to say, daughter, I love you and I forgive you. I died for you because you are my child. Now go out with that love that I have for you and make disciples of men. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm going to pray this out. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity. I thank you so much for speaking through me. Every single time, I can never do this podcast without you. I need you for every single topic, every single word that flows from my mouth, the cadence, the passion, the strength to even record. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love are sufficient for me. If I had absolutely nothing else in this world, just to know that your eyes are fixed on me and you still see my heart is enough. Jesus, I thank you for everything you have added to my life. I thank you for dying on the cross for me and for saving my soul that was facing eternal damnation. I thank you for pulling me out of the depths of the world and bringing me into your loving arms and comforting me and giving me good thoughts and words of love and blessings. Heavenly Father, I pray that you reach just who you needed to reach. And I feel like I might have been the one. Thank you, Jesus. I praise you. I give you all adoration. For in Jesus' mighty, matchless name I pray. Amen. My God. Ah, man. I just thank you all for listening, for everyone who is still telling me, oh, when's the next episode? Or I listened to the last episode. It was so helpful. Glory to God. I praise our Father. For it touching you. I, I'm just so 
elated from all the love and all the support. Um, Never, never forget that you can ask me anything, that this is not a space of judgment, that even if you don't understand, um, that you can still ask. You can shoot ideas. You can have comments in my email, my Instagram, my number. You can call me. We can talk about anything. We can talk through things. We can pray through things. I can pray for you, over you, with you, listen to you. But God is so good. He is so good. God bless you all. I love you all so, so, so much. God loves you way more and unconditionally. God bless you. Bye.